With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. It's episode 14, season 6 of the Fighting Cock Podcast. Today I'm here with Ricky. Hello. How you doing, Rick? Right? Yeah, all good, mate. Should we just move on? Yeah, I'm excited. We've got Rowan Ricketts here. Wagwan. What's going on, brother? You good, my brothers? (laughs) As things. Look, for people that have only been uh, following Spurs for the last four or five years, you know you are. Um, You might not remember Rowan Ricketts, but in the noughties, is that how you say it? Yeah. Uh, but you had a you had a, a kind of a, an insurgence in your first proper club because you used to play for Arsenal, but we won't mention that too much. Why not? Because they're scum. I know, but you can't. You, you're talking to like the people you're talking to Spurs fans. You're yeah. talking to the general public. No, no, this is Tottenham. A uh, straight Tottenham. And there's shitloads of them. There's uh, shitloads of them that download this. Don't worry about it. No, but they won't. They won't want to hear a few <laughs> things about the enemy. Go on then. Tell us what 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 is it? <laughs> what, what, tell us about your time because you actually you. you 
you you you come you come through at a time um, when Vieira was playing in midfield. Yeah. And you were centre midfielder. I had to clean his boots. Really? Yeah. What was that? Is that so? Is that, that's something that doesn't happen now, but did then? Yeah. It's like, was um, you okay with doing that kind of thing? Vieira's boots. Yeah. I think anyone would have been okay with doing that. <laughs> mm. To be honest, like obviously it was always a, it was like a chore, but knowing that I was cleaning patch of Vieira's boots was kind of. Not an honour, but he was he was playing in my position. I was like a younger, not Patrick Vieira, because I was a different type of player, yeah. but I played in the same position. And I took a lot of pride in that. And it kind of gives you, teaches you a few, you know, yeah. they're not life skills, but it's just discipline. Is it about is it humbling because you you kind of ha- you you want to be where the the player you're you're helping you're assisting you want to be where they're at so you yeah. kind of learn lessons in that respect kind of yeah I don't know if it's humble I've always been you you know me a while now I'm yeah. like kind of down to earth kind of guy you are a humble guy yeah and I've always been the same do you know what I mean I just think because football is something that I love doing it's not who I am yeah. And um, yeah, so yeah, but I had some great years at the Arsenal. I'm sorry, any of you Spurs fans. Well, yeah, sorry like, to everyone. They're all Spurs <laughs> fans. Yeah, uh, but Arsenal. I spent eight years there. They taught me all I knew. Flat. You can't talk. You can't call them the Arsenal as well. That's just something that ain't acceptable. Well, you just cop. said it. No, I, no. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, said no. It. Uh, but anyway, you, you you left you left them and went on to Pastures New, much more. Um, a club that welcomed you and accepted you and, and wanted you there as opposed to those, those scumbags. Anyway, <laughs> let's, let's, let, let's leave the Arsenal stuff there if that's all right. Yeah, let's go. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um, before we start, um, we've got uh, the Fighting Cocks working with uh, the Sock Council. Again, you might remember we produced some wicked little socks, didn't we, Rick? There were some quality socks. Yeah, uh, based on the 91 Cup winning season. And uh, we've done another little um, collaboration with them around bobble hats. You know, winter months coming in. And it, there's two really superb designs that they've put together. So there'll be more info on that as it comes out. Sock Council, uh, follow them on Twitter at Sock Council or just follow us, love the shirt. What's your Twitter, Brian? Rohan Ricketts. Yeah. All of my um, social media um, accounts are Rohan Ricketts. So my Instagram, Rohan Ricketts. Snapchat, Rohan Ricketts. Twitter, Rohan Ricketts, RohanRicketts.com. Yeah. Obviously, we said we're going to talk about the Ron Ricketts Show podcast, yeah. which Flav. You've been um, grateful enough, um, nice enough to allow me to promote that. So basically, check out the Roll Ricketts podcast, the Roll Ricketts show. Uh, I'll be releasing one next week on iTunes. All right, sweet. So sweet. make sure we'll, we'll put a link in in, in, in the description to talking about pod. some of my juicy experiences. Yeah, in some of the crazy places I played. You I know, know. we we'll want to touch on that in a second. Yeah, half, don't so. worry. I'll give, you, I'll give you a little bit of an excuse. <laughs> yeah, little preview. Um, listen, um, Spurs have been playing amazing football this season and last. Uh, I think the last, the first time we actually spoke to, to, to each other um, on camera um, was we were talking about Pochettino and the influence he's had and his importance of uh, playing young players. Do you think you would have benefited playing under a manager like him at Tottenham? I would have loved to play under a manager like him. I did play under a manager like him. Glenn Hoddle was very, very similar. It's that I don't think um, Glenn didn't have the players, mm. the, the, the players that now they have obviously different budgets, young, more fresher team. Um, Glenn didn't really have that. Um, we had some good players and got to respect those names, the Darren Andertons, the Gus Poets. Um, but yeah, I'd have loved to play for Potts. The way he sets up, he, he, he puts the players in the positions that they should be playing. So it's like round, um, round pegs and round holes. Do you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. And then creates a, you could say like a strategy where they press it extremely high to get the ball back. So it doesn't, and they press so quickly, so it doesn't leave players um, exposed defensively. And I would have flourished under him for sure. I, I told you I got to meet him yep. in um, Toronto, and he was he was such a gentleman. Oh, 
Yeah. Wild yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> you good? Yeah. We're, we're all just it. slipped in. Matt's just slipped in, owner of Ball Street. Uh, we're recording, but that's, it's, it's cool. Thanks, Matt. How was your holiday? That's last time you saw me go with a tan in Dubai, eh? That's right, I have. It's uh, hot out there. Some bad girls or what? Oh, we're still recording. Yeah, it's cool, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I didn't know, it's, I was with my pregnant missus. So. Sweet, <laughs> sweet. <laughs> Cheers, yeah, we're back, we're back, we're back, we're back. Uh, yeah, so you met Pochettino in Toronto. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, so I met Pochettino in Toronto. Toronto FC were playing against Tottenham. And Tottenham, and Tottenham Lily King got me two tickets and Tron, T- Tottenham treated me amazingly in Toronto because I turned up to the stadium watched the game and then went down to near the players lounge like yeah. near the dressing room and one of the members of staff that's been at Tottenham for since I was there he saw me and he said oh, everyone come in so he took me in and I told who him who was to, that? But you remember, remember his name alright sorry he's somebody works no no he's, he works um, not in admin somewhere quite high up as secretary type position right right lovely guy and he basically so he opened the door for me let me in then I wanted to see Lamela because I speak Spanish. So I always wanted to speak to him because I've got some friends that are Boca Junior fans. Yeah. And he played, I wanted to know if he played for Boca. Then I was going to get him to make a video for some mates yeah, yeah. that live in Canada. But he supports River Plate. So we spoke, and then Pochettino happened to be walking past. And then Pochettino was like, uh, he said in Spanish, he said, Hola, ¿cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? And I was like, uh, I told him my name. I said, Me llamo Rohan. And then he was like, Oh, where are you from? ¿Cómo habla español? How do you speak Spanish? Spanish. So I said to him, because I played in Ecuador, and then he was like, oh, ah, and I thought I was playing for Tottenham for years. He's like, oh. Then he said, then I told him about my coaching path. I was doing my coaching license at UEFA A and UEFA B. So then he was like, you know what, come in here. And he invited me into the dressing room. I went inside, he introduced me to all his staff. He was such a gentleman. Remember I said, he had, he had media waiting for him. Yeah. He didn't know me from Adams. So I mean, because I played way back in the day. I only was at Spurs, what, three, three and a half years. Yeah. Treated me so nice, gave me the card for all of his staff. Whenever you want to come to the training ground to watch us train, you're more than welcome. Lovely guy. And I've stayed in touch since. Yeah, we're, we're, I mean, all Spurs fans are in love with him, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, what I wanted to ask you as well, like, <laughs> with, with, with players, when, when you see uh, Potts and you hear about his double training sessions and he pushes players really hard, could that be off-putting to a player? Or do you think they'll, they'll, they'd want to think, actually... I want to be the best I don't want to train as hard as possible let me just give this guy a shout out because he, he asked a question Duncan Butchery said uh, as a further on to that question is how as, as a professional how difficult would it be to play in the way that Poch wants you to play not difficult at all that, that people need to understand good football players they would dying for someone like Pep uh, not Pep he's similar to Pep actually yeah. dying for someone like Pochettino that you always want your manager to be like that because like I said he wants to play football on the floor and he sets up in a way with the best footballers generally on the pitch they press high get the ball back and move the ball and try and look for short spaces and play one-twos and be creative and play attacking football every good footballer wants that but what happens is um, the natural more ball players as we call them we usually fall into the hands of uh, no disrespect to him because he's Mick McCarthy yeah. who's a different type of manager who's played 4-4-2 he's not going to look at what he has and make a system around who he has he's like I play 4-4-2 I don't know what he's doing now yeah. and I respect him a lot but Pochettino if he's saying to us train two times a day because I know he won't be doing that every day but you might do that once or twice a week you have no problem in doing that like when you're playing good football yeah. we don't have any, but if I'm going in two times a week I mean two times a day and I know the football's terrible and can you swear on it? Yeah, mate, fuck it. All right, you just did it for me. <laughs> no, if I'm going to go in two times a week, training shit, 
Long ball, do lots of running. No one wants to do that. It's yeah, like if I tell yeah. you to come into the office and um, you know you're going to be in there doing overtime, but you know you're working with some idiots and not doing things in a concise way. It's, it's just not nonsense. So what Pochettino's doing with the double sessions, he's doing it because to play the way he plays is very. There's not a lot of room for error because it's so tight. Yeah. Do you know what I mean everyone's pressing so tight? You have to be on the button, and with the ball, you've got to be moving to certain positions tactically. So I think it's very important that they're doing extra training. Yeah. So you would have no, it's not the running and like because the, uh, there was a former Southampton player who said in order to play under Pochettino you need two uh, three lungs and two hearts. The hard work is is what most most footballers are okay with. You'll be okay with that. Yeah, because like I said to you, there's there's different types of hard work. There's uh, I was raised at Arsenal. I know I can't go too deep into that because yeah. you you listeners don't want to hear anything about it. Mm. But I give an example. Wenger came into the country. Mm. And he changed things. So I mean, he was a big thing. He, changed, he revolutionized, I think, English football because he was pressing very quickly with Vieira, um, Petit, Lundberg, Perez, uh, Thierry when he came in. Ian Wright was there. He pressed very quickly. So I mean, and run the ball back and played some good, um, quick football one twos and stuff. And Pochettino wants the same thing. And good football players and like I was at Arsenal, we never had a problem working hard because we were working smart. Yeah, there's a difference. Yeah. Working hard. And we're just working hard and just running and oh let's go and we're gonna put the crosses. Tottenham Union City they play beautiful football. So we're yeah. going to Manchester City. Press them quickly. So that's hard work, but you know you're doing it to play on the floor. As your gaffer said, okay, because remember you could work hard like Mourinho's teams work hard, like when he had um, Real Madrid. Yeah. And they played against Barca. You could say they worked hard, but it was like a more defensive minded team. Yeah. And you see Ronaldo throwing his hands up. No one wants to be part of that. Yeah. That's a whole different thing. There's working hard on the front foot. And I'm all for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's that's something you see in our in our team, uh, Rick. I'm not sure how you see it, but yeah, the, the, play, the players seem to want to be able to play in this this system where they're in work works incredibly hard. We're consistently the most uh, most work team in the league. They run fast, I mean, further than most team players. And one of the like a great example, obviously, when we just played City. So like the, the running um, when when you don't have the ball and the, and the pressing. You could see, like, even though if if you thought, do you know what I'm doing all these training sessions and uh, I'm putting all this hard work in, I know other fuckers doing it, but you could see the players that were pressing. They look to your left, you look to your right, and there's a, there's a pack of Tottenham coming towards that player, closing down the spaces and, and and trying to get that ball back. And it you know it must be that kind of it must be a buzz that you know your your team are on the front foot and that you're all teammates and you're all there to to work together for that common goal and, and just. I think I think the thing is about results, isn't it? If if it wasn't working, then they, then you that's might. the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the problem. People need to understand like what do you really want? Because results are kind of like byproduct. Like I mean, it's like kind of like it's the end result of you playing in a certain way. But you're not always going to get the results. But if you can understand and appreciate, this is why I've always given credit to, uh, when I was at Arsenal. That you have to, you have to kind of like the product. Arsenal's product for years has been playing good football. Mm. They get slated for not winning, but Tottenham. Hopefully in the next four or five years they can win something, maybe win the league or something. But it's going to be through staying um, true to their ways that they're playing at the moment. Because yeah. you can see it, it's beautiful football. It's attacking. You've got they can bring through players of that. When you when you're playing in a system like this, you can bring through the likes of Adele Ali or say it was Tom Carroll or whoever yeah. Tottenham trying to. You can bring them in because it's a footballing system. But if you're gonna like, I can say his name again, like Mick McCarthy or someone like that nature, it's it, it's hard to bring through players. Good footballers, I'm talking about like, that. The Tottenham's and the, the Chelsea's, these their academies are producing good football players like Josh McCreckon. Josh McCreckon would have loved to have been at a team like Tottenham because mm. he could have came through, 
because they play good football. Like if if you see, like obviously I know you lot of Spurs fans, but I was um I was training with them about three four years ago, and Tim Sherwood was the uh, reserve manager with Les Ferdinand and Chris Ramsey. Yeah, and Harry was in charge. Okay, with KB, KB, yeah. Bond. Right, so and Clive Allen was there. So I was training with them just to stay fit. In the reserves was Harry Kane, Ryan Mason, Tom Carroll, maybe Tom Carroll, John Bostock was still there. What's his name? The Townsend. Mm. All these like um, all these lads, um, yeah. Winks. All these guys were in around there, and I saw them, and I was like, these guys are quality football players. But Harry, no disrespect to Harry, because he's done well. He doesn't. He kind of buys the players and kind of, you know, he gets in, okay, he's a good player. But it's not really a lot. He doesn't coach much. Well, Redknapp. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. doesn't coach much. I mean, it's not his, uh, his way. It seems like an old school way of, yeah, of so, dealing with coaching. Yeah, because you get into good, like, not anyone can, not, I'm not going to say anyone can do that because you've still got to put the right places, uh, right uh, pieces in the jigsaw. Mm. But, um, Pochettino, them young boys were there. I was looking at them saying, these boys are the opportunity. Tim Sherwood was like, they're ready mm. and they were ready but until you've got a gaffer that says okay I'm going to put these boys in because what can happen is you put some young players in they don't, you don't get the results as you look said finish mm. but then you put those young players in you have a way that doesn't expose them because usually like, these guys are not the biggest Yeah, and that's the problem Iniesta's not big Busquets is not the biggest the thickest Tom Carroll's slighting the both of them yeah. yeah. But so how has he maintained the state of the club because there's a, there's a, a tactic and a form, the strategy is about pressing collectively so it's not if you went up against Tom Carroll, you probably outstrength him because you're stronger. Yeah, do you know what I mean? But if there's Tom Carroll, Ryan Mason, Dembele all coming at you, yeah, it's not about how big Tom is. It's about how quick he can get to you. Yeah, and that's the difference. And a lot of coaches need to understand that. And because what happens is then the better football players, like Tom's a good football player, they get shunned out because they go, oh sorry, it's Premier League. He's not big enough. It's like the best player in the world. The world is the smallest guy. Yeah. yeah. So and, and Pochettino, hopefully English like media, you guys, everyone is learning from not just what Tottenham's doing, but learning on a big scale what, what he's doing with football. And that's why I love him, I love Pep, I love Arsene. Sorry about that, yeah, but I love him too. Mm. Yeah. I mean we like, to be fair, I mean uh, every Spurs fan, me and Rick, we, we I would say eight, nine years ago we were in my back garden and, yeah. and uh we were well it was yeah, we were smoking weed. Yeah. And Smoking weed, eh? Yeah. Oh, was it? Was it, was it well, I didn't know what it was, though. Was it ash? Was it? Was it? Was it? No, it's punk. Yeah. Oh, some skunk. Yeah. yeah. And but we. I don't smoke for the record, but I just. Good. I don't very often. But the uh, the, the the we we always got into this conversation about Arsene Wenger and when he was going to leave Arsenal because it would be the greatest day for a Spurs fan because that guy's so good. He's such a good manager, and or, or you as a better you know a good, better place than most to, to profess these qualities as a manager and it would be a great day when he leaves and I don't think Arsenal fans truly understand what they've got there in, in, in a great manager yeah I think he's fantastic keep going yeah no that's it that's not, I'm not, I'm not that's, that's, that's it, it in that, Arsenal. that's all, all I'm doing I, I, I can't profess to say oh, the you. listeners you hear that he was all over his why don't mug me off he was all, all, he was all over Arsene Wenger <laughs> on the top of the line you had to slate him uh, you told me not to talk about him well, yeah, no, hang on. I was just trying to have an adult conversation Ryan, get your tie out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about. Let's talk. Where, where can Tottenham finish this season, Ryan? Tottenham this season. Beginning of the season, I, I said Tottenham. I didn't say they would struggle. I just said they have become. They set a standard that was going to be very hard to maintain. Yeah. And they finished third last year, right? Yeah. Possibly could have won the league. So yeah. they top three close to being. I mean, could have won the league. Mm. Um, 
this season started off well. If they can finish in the top four, yeah, excellent. And we've got to understand that. But are you, would you be happy with that? Top four, like I'm saying, scra- I'm, scraped in top four last day. Are you happy? Well, see what's happening. See Tottenham fans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm all right with that. You're all right with that. Yeah, yeah, of course, say? man. I was gonna say because I played for Tottenham and I realised when you was at there's some massive club, great history, but there's this. I don't know this expectation from the, the support. Is that expectation damaging? Do you think it, it, it kind of? It, it can be when it's not controlled. Like I said, he's obviously. I'm not saying everyone's entitled to their opinion, but he was like, "Yeah, I'm all right." But he was like, mm. "Yeah," and, it, and you've got to understand. We just, been, we just smashed City. Yeah, but you got to think about Champions League consistency, the influx of new revenue, the um, top four. It's a lot. There's big teams out there. Of course, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But you yeah, know, like, no, no. Finished third last season. Now you, you not happy? <laughs> no, no. I want second. I want. I, do you know what? I don't care as long as we finish above Arsenal. I don't care about winning the league. I just want to finish above them pricks. <laughs> um, yeah. So look, one, one, one person who has had the kind of one up on on Pochettino is Tony Pulis. Obviously, we're going up against West Bromwich Albion this weekend. Um, uh, we've failed to beat them in the last two games. I think those. You know, if you think about, we drew one all at Hawthorns and one all at White Hart Lane at the uh, the business end of last season. Somehow, Pulis has a way of kind of nullifying Pochettino's system, and I wonder if uh, if that's gonna that's gonna be an issue coming into this game. Um, <coughs> I, Are you confident going in, Rick? Yeah, man. I, I'm yeah. I, you don't I, sound it. You don't yeah, sound it. I, I, I am. <laughs> I am very confident. Um, it's, it's last season was difficult because we relied a lot on Harry Kane, and if other people weren't firing, um, it was kind of when you when we came up against teams that sit back yeah. and you know four four two four five one, and it's very hard to break them down. I think we've signed some attacking players that can actually break through that defensive barrier and you know like players like Sissoko who, who likes to run forward and get between the lines the Sun's been amazing and at keeping hold of uh, the, 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 the ball in, in low percentage areas you yeah. know, where he should be leaving it he, he, what does that mean low percentages well if I've you, never heard that one well if you if you was playing as a number 10 rogue right yeah. um, you would be expected to pull off passes that were unlikely to, to come off so the percentage conversion. shot yeah the I conversion like rate that. to your percent yeah so you're teaching me something about my whole game. Well, yeah, you know, that. you learn things, you learn new things every day if you're open-minded. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, like <laughs> I think I nicked that off Wendy. To be fair, I oh, should have kept it there. I can't trust <laughs> that. People, people know they've listened to the pod. They know. Um, so yeah, obviously we failed to beat West Brom last last year. Um, Nasir Chadley left Spurs. Has been tearing it up at West Brom, which I love to see because you know Nasir Chadley. He's been excellent there. He's been he's been incredible, and he was he was. Um, you know, he, he struggled at Spurs at times, but it was was a servant, a decent servant to Tottenham. So I, I wish him well. Yeah, I, I wish him well as well. And he he was um, he's a fairly tallish lad, and very skillful. Um, and he always kind of popped up with a goal here and there. And I think I don't know. It's difficult because like if someone's saying right, you've got first team football here, mm. or you can either sit on the bench and you can come on after 65, 70 minutes, and that's kind of. That's going to be your role within the team to pop up. You know, it's, it's your, your career is very short. You you want to get to you want to be playing week in week out. In so this it's, instance, it's, it's Rome, difficult. We're saying Nasir Chadli. The club have said to him, you won't be getting the first team per, uh, appearances that you, you perhaps want to. 
Um, how, how much control does a player have in that instance? You think? Because I think from the, from perception of fans like us, we think the players control everything. Is it, are the clubs in control of, of of these players? Can they shift the player out they don't want, or how does yeah. it work? Do you think? Yeah, um, it's a strange one, right? It's a good question, very good question. So hopefully, it kind of puts um, some light on it yeah. for the fans that don't know. Is that the, the the club has control obviously of your rights, and then they have control of your your freedom to play. So whether that's at the club or they say, you don't, you're not going to do it for us. And I was talking to someone about that earlier. I was talking to someone about that earlier. So when they say, okay, Chadley, you're not going to play. Jamie, look, in the flags, you don't fit in the plans. You can't do anything. But where the player does have power is on his money mm. that he's still old. So I've been in that situation a few times. So sometimes as a club, you've got four years left. Or so you've got two years left for your deal. Mm. And Pochettino goes to him, you know what, Chad's you're not gonna play, son. It's not happening. Is that is that the kind of conversation that might happen? Not with that terminology, because he's uh, Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. that good, but yeah. <laughs> but he'll be like, um, yes, uh, you know, hey, <laughs> hey, this season uh, we have many players, you can stay, you can fight. Uh, <laughs> but you know, we can you can stay, you can fight for your your place, but uh, the option is there if you want, you can go uh, Oh, so that's yeah, the kind of very yeah. relaxed. Yeah, I can see. You no, know I can't think you'd say anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then, so then, what happens is then, then it's on Chadley to go. There's players out there that might go. They're gonna get angry, and they tweet, mm. and they mess themselves up. You can tweet, ah, oh, blah blah blah. And I've been that guy before. And you tweet out something because you're not happy how you've been treated. But then you go speak to agent. Your agent will say, Chadley, just stay there. Go to training every day. Because it's going to come a point where they're going to want to get you out to bring someone in. Because if they know they're not going to use you, you're going to be seen not as a bad apple. But if you know you're going to be there, it's like, why am I going to keep these guys that you? I'm going to use. So then they start to say, okay, look, are you going to go? If fans want to go alone, they say no. I've got, I'm on good money here. Mm. Two years to go, I'm going to see it out. This happens all the time. Don't come out in the media, but this is happening all the time. So when you see a player is not being used, that guy's usually had those conversations already behind yeah. the scenes his agent spoke to the club and they said look get him out alone and he's like no he's on 50 grand a week he's not going anywhere so then they'll wait it's like playing poker you wait yeah, and all yeah. of a sudden someone comes up to him and says look we'll give him three months or they might start saying we'll give him nothing because they will start there no he wants two he wants, he wants two years two years what are you on about this yeah. two years you nuts then all of a sudden alright we'll give him four months now they're looking for five months Listen, once a year, or he's not going anywhere. Or, or, or sometimes they stick with, sometimes they get, they get a year and a half. They, so imagine you're going to get a year, year's money up front. You as fans sitting there, you're going to sit there, you're going to be like this. Nah, he's meant to play for the love of it. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Is he crazy? He's Tottenham. Go on, I would do that. He's already earned that much. Blah, blah. And all that nonsense that you don't come out with. But, <laughs> but really, it's nonsense because imagine, for example, you're, you're down there at Bull Street. Yeah. And you've got like, because you're looking at it like, because they earn big amounts of money, but that's kind of uh, relevant to their lifestyle. Yeah, of course. Now, yeah, yeah. so you earning what you're earning here is relevant to your lifestyle at the moment, and you're signing a two year deal with Wall Street. What are you gonna do? Just go because you no, you love media. I'm gonna you, stay. Yeah, you would sit out. Yeah, if I've got to Stuart back, sort you out your lolly, innit? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, no, no, I hundred percent. I think I've, I, I think what a lot of fans fail to understand is they see a lot of money and it is relative and we had a on the Bull Street pod we had a, an advisor of footballers sorry an advisor of a financial advisor of footballers and, and, and it, we had him talking about how um, the 
the outgoings of a Premier League footballer is so significant that if they don't earn the money and they need they, that they need to, that they fucked. Find that, yeah, yeah, they can find <laughs> themselves in a, in a in a really difficult situation. Yeah, it's fucked. It's real. It's fucked. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, look, I, I I understand better than I did than 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 than, than maybe a year ago. Um, let's just fucking let's. I, I don't want to talk about West Brom anymore. It's boring. Yeah, it's yeah, crap. They are yeah, it's well, crap. Who put that in there? You or him? It's just in, <laughs> it's in there every week. It's bad stuff. Well, Jesus, I'm being ripped apart by Ryan Ricketts. Yeah, this is horrible. Let's talk about some more. Can you give us stuff. a prediction then for 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 the West Brom game? Where is it? Uh, Orphans. Orphans. Spurs. Tulio. Good. Rick? Yeah, 2 1 Spurs. Alright, 4 0 Spurs. Fuck it. I'm gonna win the league. Nice. We got Windy. Yeah. Windy, about to drop the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you, I got your back. Hi, this is Windy, back with the weekly youth update. Looking at our young players and players out on loan. There's not much to talk about with the Lonies as it's international week, but Luke McGee did play 90 minutes for Peterborough in their 3-1 win against Berry, in which Nathan Oddle was an unused sub for Peterborough. McGee tweeted after that, buzzing with that win, fans were class, thanks to everyone who voted me player of the month too, and he was met with some lovely responses from Peterborough fans. So just to go through a few of the tweets, Cameron PUFC says, one of the best keepers we've ever had. Wow, high praise. Tommy Roberts says, Class Luke, loving watching you play. Real talent Spurs have. Hoping you help this team to promotion. Tina C says, Many more awards coming your way during your career. Top class keeper. And your dad is a great bloke too. Well, let's not, let's not delve into that one. Simon Parker said, Well done fella, do you fancy staying for the season and win promotion with us? Lol. Lee Langbridge said, Congratulations, it's been solid and a big difference since you arrived. Thumbs up emoji. Andy Mills, fully deserved, made such a difference since you've been here. Hashtag solid. Sounds like a hashtag about bowel movements. Uh, Lee says, don't forget what I said to you earlier during the match, name dropper. You need to sign for us permanently or at least on a long-term loan. Michaela Cook, well done. Gary Fitzpatrick, well done. Hope you're enjoying it. Hashtag the future. Max Bunn, you're great goalie, mate. Great spelt wrong. Wish we could buy you, lol. But we all know, spelt wrong, that it will never happen. Keep up the good work. You're going places. Wrong your. Thumbs up emoji. And Chelsea Ellen Glover says, Well done for today and you deserve it. Smiley emoji. Kiss, kiss. Luke McGee. Player. Baller. In other news, our UEFA Youth League match against Bayer Leverkusen on Tuesday the 18th is going to be broadcast live on BT Sport 1, which will hopefully mean a few people get to watch that, which is great. Uh, we've had a few players away on international action, so some of the youngsters involved. Uh, Josh Onomai, who got his first call-up to the England under-21s, which is great news for him. Kyle Walker-Peters was away with the under-20s. Jaden Brown, John Dindey and Jaffet Tanganga have all been involved with the England under-18s. And Marcus Edwards has been involved with the under-19s, and he scored a really good goal with his right foot against Bulgaria in a win uh, on Monday night. That's you can watch that on the at England Twitter feed. Well worth a watch. That's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. Right, Rowan, second half. Thank you very much, Windy. Do you want to say thanks to Windy, Row? Thanks to Windy. Shout out. 
Yeah, there you go. It's nice. It's nice. Yeah, it was nice. Take your jacket off. Take. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's a bit weird. Yeah. When he's sitting there, what's his jacket? He's got the Rick the Gadget jacket. When Wendy's a guy who comes does the youth update. That's Ricky, not Wendy. Oh, so yeah. I know that was confusing because I didn't explain anything and I said to say thanks to Wendy. Can we keep this rolling? Yeah. Let's keep it rolling. Do you want to start again? So Rick, no, I don't start again. I don't know reruns in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so Ricky's got, he's, a, he's got like an inspector jacket on, inspector yeah. gadget yeah. jacket on, but he looks, he looks really nice. I like your jacket. Oh, you should have took it off. Are you, don't you feel more fresh now? Yeah, I took mine off yeah, at the yeah, exact yeah. same time. Where are you coming. from anyway? Uh, your background? I, born in England, parents from India. India, do you speak, yeah. do you speak uh, Hindi? No, Hindi? mate, no. So that's Kesaho? No. no. I speak more Hindi than him. Yeah, no. you do. I've got no idea. All right, we're going to come on to all of that, why you speak so many different languages. Um, yes, senor. It's an impressive thing. It is pretty impressive. Me gusto una cerveza, por favor. ¿Quieres una cervecita? ¿Qué quieres? I don't know what you're saying. I told you what you said. Oh, right, well, just give me a beer. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> gracias. Sí, gracias. There you go. See, I know Spanish. Yeah, uh, sí. kind of. Um, you excelled under Hoddle. Uh, you've spoken about your appreciation of, of, of the man before. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what, why? Why? What, what, what's what's the deal? It's. Um, I think people sometimes forget that you need someone to give you an opportunity in life. Um, because there's so many people that want to be professional football players. Loads of them. I mean, there's only a few that make the grade up to get to YTS level scholarship level when you leave school and then you might think okay because you're training every day you earn a bit of money oh you're going to be professional no do you know what I mean because there's probably 18 to 20 players in the squad and then only maybe three or four of you maybe get to play for the first team sometimes one mm. and then only a few of you might even get a career in the game so Glenn Hoddle also gave me great um, you could say um, education and uh, played for the first team when I was 18 but then when I went to go and play for Tottenham under Glenn Hoddle amazing amazing he he, he literally, I came from um, Arsenal at a time when I played only one game. I'd won back-to-back youth cups. But you still, with all that, and I played for England under the 18s and 20s, you still need somebody to say, you know what, I'm going to play this guy in the first team, in the Premier League. Um, I'm a certain type of player, which is, I'm not a, um, I'm a hard-working player, but I'm a ball player, technical player. And, it, and the problem is, unless you're playing for a lucky hospital like Arsenal, Tottenham with Glenn, a lot of coaches don't know where to put those guys. Because I was a central midfield player for eight years. And then when all of a sudden he got to Tottenham, Glenn Hoddle, what was he? Central midfield player, creative one. So he knows and appreciates that type of football player. Yeah. And he used me in the middle. And a lot of people were like, I don't know where you lot saw me playing when I was young, but... And what? It's, Wide. Exactly. See, that's what I'm saying. But people get confused. And that was because Glenn only had me... Glenn played me six games for Tottenham. Consecutively, Chelsea away, Liverpool away. Never brought me off. But I was always playing central midfield. But no one really knows that because then who comes in? My worst nightmare that I don't like, mm. David Pleat. Right. And yeah, he just, like, just like straight away, I was I, I had one back-to-back young player permanently per month, twice. And that guy took me out, banged me on the side, and said, first took me on the team when I was on the bench because Coventry, brought me on the score that screamer. It was a proper goal that one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was yeah. blinding. <laughs> yeah. I was so, do you know what, I watched that, he was in the purple kit. Yeah, way, yeah. So it was three 0 Did we win three 0 Three 0 three one. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I remember it. I remember yeah. watching it in the pub. Yeah. So he then he next game he ends up putting me on the right, and I don't like playing on the right. I'm I'm on playing the middle, and if you do play me anywhere on the, on on the wide area, I want to play on the left. So like in the yesterday, if you, so you left footed. No, right footed. But you I felt like, yeah, I can use both. But 
you can cut in, and because I'm, 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 uh, I'm not a winger like you know, like Sean White, Phillips, Townsend. I was like attacking centre midfield player. But if you don't have a coach like a Glenn, and I love him, that gives you the opportunity and cares and sits there and talks to you, and looks in your eyes. There's nothing more important that everybody needs that in every aspect of life, and he gave that to me in uh, professional football. Do you reckon you would have benefited much more in the current the current game because you had? It sounds like you were, you would have been the perfect kind of guy to play in that three behind the one. So it's not they're not wingers; they're they're kind of wide midfielders at the uh, in the most extreme. So you you play left or right? Yeah, um, definitely. And it's it's a shame really because like I don't have any regrets or but it's a shame because you timing like timing is everything. So I remember I spoke to the Arsenal coach Neil Banfield and I was like asking him what's the difference. He's been there seventeen years. Asking him what's the difference between the players that you have now and us because we were known as the best generation they've ever had. That's what they said in history of the the youth team and stuff. Yeah. Um, and he said since he's been at the club, he's never been that he's heard a generation like ours. But was just unlucky. We was playing at the time, trying to break through when they had the Invincibles. Mm. I'm trying to compete against Vieira, not Coquelin. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, not Flamini, yeah. Petit. And it was just a whole different level. You're playing against Imperials, not Walcott. Do you know what I mean? So there's all this stuff you have to deal with. And like you said, like I wish I was coming through in this time. There's more money flying around. Um, and the guys before me, they probably say the same, like the Clive Allens of this world, Chris Waddles. They would have been minted because they're actually a lot better footballers than some of these guys. Yeah. Now the other guys nowadays are more fitter, and uh, yeah, I love because nowadays everyone's playing four two three one yeah. or four one three. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah Back yeah. then it was more four four two four four two. You might get a four four one one, but things have changed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you travelled all over the world, didn't it? Like I've never known a man more travelled. Like you've travelled more than fucking Columbus. I have, innit? Yeah. That's, a, that's good, have it? Yeah, <laughs> nah, I've been in 36 countries, I think. You played football in 36 countries, or you've been to 36? I'm, I probably kicked the ball in every country. Yeah, of course. Actually, no, I haven't kicked the ball in everyone. Well, right, been... how, does, how do you end up as a professional footballer <laughs> playing football in countries that historically have no real significance? Like, you know, you played in Thailand. Thailand. Actually, Thailand's an interesting story. You, you, you talked yeah. about the players... Good players playing Bundesliga, England, because of their foreign quota of, 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 of how many foreign players are allowed in their team. What did I say? You mentioned when you in, uh, interviewed Vice. Okay. For Vice, talking about the players that were, um, were, were, were played in Bundesliga that had actually got contracts at, uh, at Thailand but were left on the side because the foreign quota was uh, of the uh, number of players yeah. that are allowed to play in the league. Yeah. Because those countries like Thailand, Hong Kong, a lot of those Asian countries, countries in general, when I went to Ecuador, if you go to Colombia, these places, they have a rule in how much foreign players, there's a quota, how many can play, which is amazing. Sometimes it's not good because we go to as foreigners and we get left in the stands. And you think, why is the foreign player who earns the third most of the team left in the stands? But it's because the rules. And I think we should start having those rules here because then we'd have the best players. You need more English players. Yeah. And, um, Sorry, I got a bit of a cold. That's right. And um, so there was players that were playing Bundesliga or second Bundesliga, and sometimes they were on the bench over there in Thailand. But yeah, Thailand was amazing. Have you been to Thailand? No. Nah. You got to go to Thailand. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not <laughs> sure I'd get out Thailand. of Thailand if I went there. Uh, Why well, you weren't a lady, but still, <laughs> they're going to kill me, are they? It depends what you want them to do. But no, uh, Thailand, uh, Thailand's amazing lifestyle. Uh, the beaches, you train at 7.30 in the morning most of the time because of the sun so strong. 
you get a moped and it just sounds alright st- I, I needed to just be as good a footballer as you yeah no, I'm not that good you know uh, yeah. I don't know you played Premier League yeah, let's not let's not do this. Let's not blow it. Like, yeah, no, I'm joking. I'm joking What's the way. weirdest place? What's the weirdest place you played football? Weirdest place I played football? Bangladesh. <laughs> so how did you end up in Bangladesh? That's a good question. I was in uh, Thailand. I went to go and sign over there. So I left Toronto, went to Thailand. I was in Thailand for a while. Signed for this team. Then they messed around with the contract. So I was there, and I was like, and you know, it's funny. I heard about Bangladesh couple years ago I was like Bangladesh never we could people say like, no you can't go to Bangladesh bruv it's crazy there's no grass <laughs> sounds like I never surely there's grass no, there is but not really <laughs> so anyway I was sitting there in Thailand <laughs> and then the guy goes he goes Rowan he goes eh, this team in Bangladesh they can pay you X amount you want to go they just want to see that you can fit and you, you're fit and you can run so I'm like I had opportunities to go to South America. I could have went to Colombia. I could have went to America, and but it's all the way other side of the world. You know what I mean, so you're in Thailand, two hours away from Bangladesh. Yeah, so I'm yeah. like, uh, okay, tell them to get the ticket. So I was running around, got the visa, got the ticket, flew in there. It was disaster, <laughs> disaster, disaster, disaster. The traffic, the smells, the pollution. Nice people, lovely hearts, but just not the most educated, close-minded. Then I went to the training ground. There was the pitch, there was the nets. There was just the, the, the. All right, listen. The 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 the, 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 the kit man. He had to wash the kit with hands every day. Every day he's washing the kit by hands. So when I come to training the next day, I put the top of the tops wet, and I'm humble, but I'm just like. I said to him, I'll buy you a washing machine. Let's get together or I'll do it. Because this is not on. They come, the, the clothes are drying out on the, on the floor. I said, listen, man. I left, I was at Tottenham last year. And now I'm here. In the bottom of the barrel. Oh, mate. Uh, well, but you, you've seen some sites, though, that you played all over the world. Mm-hmm. So, and you played some strange places as well, Lithuania. Lithuania, no. Oh, I was just okay, throwing, this I, research is all over the gaff. No, that wasn't research. I just threw it out. There, you just threw it out. Yeah, yeah. That's the bear talking. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, no, no. Spend, you spend a stint in Moldova. Moldova. Yeah. Is that what you're trying to guess at? Yeah, it's all the same to me. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I love it. No, I was in Moldova. I love a crazy place. Um, didn't pay my salary for three months in a row. So imagine that you've gone over there. They've signed you. They're like, yeah, yeah. They said we've got this new striker. I played in the friendly game, scored a hat trick, so they thought, oh, I've got this new default. There wasn't nothing like that. The league yeah. game started, there was no threat at go at all, and they didn't pay the salary. Uh, three months, uh, I was handing a letter in every month because there's a rule, it's like a, a general international rule that if you're not paid for three consecutive months, you can terminate your contract yourself yeah. and then hand them over to FIFA and the FIFA fight your case. But FIFA's got so many cases because there's so many clubs out there not actually complying by the rules and I've been waiting nearly five years but the 31st of October is the deadline for the case which is now the court arbitration in Switzerland what happens then? Uh, they owe me a lot of money about 100 grand and hopefully they, 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 they I already won the case but yeah. they've reappealed it so I won it with FIFA it was ordered to pay about 80 grand yeah and lawyer bills lawyer fees are rate like 44k or something. Oh, so imagine crazy. this right lawyer fees 
about 47k. I think what I've heard the PFA will pay a part of that. Shout out to PFA, they're amazing, they treat us so good. So they pay a portion of that. But, like, imagine that I went to sign for a team and then I've got a foot somewhere that built. Mm. It's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. People don't know, these are the things that people need to understand about the world of professional football players. Is not playing sailing all the time, no. and I'm talking about I'm someone who's playing the Premier League, and I've dabbled on the other side. So I've seen both. There's guys out there that never get to the Premier League, yeah, or close. So they like we're having hey, yeah, yeah, Tottenham, Leonardo, and all this Wenger stuff. Brilliant, but people need to understand it's a very unstable world, very very unstable. Like I've met some great people. The best thing, not best thing, obviously, my the greatest thing I probably got from my whole journey is probably not probably is my son. Yeah, because obviously I met his mum in Canada, but apart from that, I learned Spanish, which has opened up a whole new world for me. I love salsa. I dance salsa, and there's other things that I've learned through or achieved, like hidden achievement through football, other than saying, "Oh, you played for Arsenal and Tottenham." Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's what I think people need to understand the journey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and hopefully players can understand that they can, they can touch people's lives and make connections all over the world and wherever I go now like I said I've been to these countries I can go and stay for free with people yeah I mean and it's just, just it's you've had that thing. but it, is, it isn't all what you, you see happens in the Premier League and whatnot. It's, it's players have <coughs> genuinely difficult decisions to make uh, obviously there's been occasions where you've had to um, um, you, you've cho- chosen to join clubs in, in, in areas of the world that you don't know and that's a massive step to actually go into a new world Um I think Akin Fenwar has had that same thing when he was playing for a football team and he, he went three months without being paid and got out of his contract that way. Yeah. So it's the same sort of thing, but it's, it is, it's a crazy thing. Um, do you ever regret not kind of focusing on the UK for your career? And ah, I don't know, you know, because I want to speak Spanish. I love Spanish. Yeah. Oh, I see, Spanish is amazing. But I tried to come back here. Listen, people don't understand this. When I was leaving Toronto, when I left Toronto, it was because I was going to come back and play in England. John Carver was my coach. He was like, listen, get yourself back to England because Toronto, I've seen, good, lovely city, great franchise. But it just wasn't the same as playing in England, that passion. Mm. Every Saturday, it wasn't really there. Um, but, I, mean, then I said, look, let me get back to get back to England. And I was coming back in, it was like, because I played in the Toronto FC in the MLS, it was like, you wasn't the same. They didn't respect the league. So I was coming back and I was like, where was you? Yeah, he's in Canada, MLS, uh, Mickey Mouse League. Yeah, and that's how it was seen. Even though Beckham was there, and now, what seven, eight years later, they're taking the American players. Yeah, yeah. and bring them over. So it's just like timing again. And yeah. I don't blame it, but it just it is what it is. It's like someone's walking down the road and gets struck by lightning. It just happens. So I don't blame it. But I tried to come back to England. Um, teams that wanted me in the Championship couldn't get a trial. So I remember two year and a half ago, I was playing in the Championship and Premier League. Mm. But then you can't get a trial. And, it's like, and I'm an English guy. That would never happen to those boys in Colombia, um, um, Ecuador, Thailand, Hong Kong, because they have that quota. Yeah, of course. So they have to take yeah, the best yeah. English, the best players of that country back in. Yeah. Whereas over here, you just got everyone, the same players from non-league and this, and it's just like, but I'm, a be- like, I'm not even blowing my trumpet. I'll go to places that I know that I'm better than football than maybe everyone on the team. They know that. Yeah. But, and I'll go there and work hard and show that, and then the coach will go, I technically, and this was lower league teams, like, League One or um, Championship I technically is better than everyone but um, we're looking for someone bigger and that happened a lot of the time so so and, and this is something I could bring so many players that will tell you the same and that's one of the reasons that David Bentley quit because David Bentley's not a right winger mm. he's a central type of player yeah. but he's earned so much money 
he wasn't enjoying his football because people throwing him out wide saying run down the wing and that so I'm, I'm out and I respected him so much for that because there's a lot of players if they was as rich as he is or as financially wealthy they would be gone because they're not actually enjoying the football yeah yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely and you can appreciate that completely and I, I have that same sort of feeling with uh, David Bentley mm. uh, you know he was I liked him it just seems like a world away now when, mm. when he was playing yeah it does doesn't it does um, alright I've got a couple of quick questions for you Ro mm. um, what, what advice would you give to young footballers who are struggling in the game struggling for game time uh, and concerned about their career kind of what are the attributes you need to become a professional footballer now what, when you say young players are you talking about players that are really in the professional system or are you talking about players that are 13, 14, 15 yeah probably that Oh, that, that'll be most 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 of the people listening could relate to that. Okay, so you talking about ones that have got assigned to pro clubs or not? No, the ones that are kind of good enough, but I haven't broken through yet. Maybe on before YTS. Ah, oh, so you're talking about the ones that are signed is in they're yeah. part of an academy. Yeah, right. yeah. Why not? Yeah, okay. What advice would I give to them? First of all, you just got to stay focused. You, this is the key thing about anything in life. You have to stay focused. You have to have. Um, your passion for the game has to be relentless. You, you you can't football has to be number one, two and three. You've got to be working on your craft all the time. You, your diet has to be right. And I'm talking listen, this is just to give yourself an opportunity. An opportunity. No, it's not gonna guarantee anything. Mm. You're working on your craft. Present yourself correctly. Dress correctly. So when you're turning up, uh, obviously be punctual, look the part. It goes a long, long way and not because remember some of you might get injured. That can happen. The player gets injured. But if he's carried himself a certain way, that might have uh, rubbed someone up the right way. Someone will take a notice. He's a good, he carries that flight. Well, not, not what you got on today. but well, mate, More like Rick. That's not fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, my own podcast. Yeah. More like what Rick was wearing today. He's, he, he's coming. He's looked the bee's knees. Yeah. <laughs> he had his jacket on for long, sweating for no reason. But he, he, <laughs> the, uh, he, look, he, he looked dapper. And these things go a long way because... It's, like I said, it's a journey and you're dealing with people, you're trying to influence people and to kind of make them like you um, naturally yeah. on the pitch. So it's important that focus, you know what I mean? And just be attentive. Um, I remember the great Don Howe um, used to say to me, he goes, oh, you're always looking at me in my eyes when he was speaking. I was always staring at him because I was so hungry and just want to take all the information. On. Uh, unfortunately, he died last year. It was really sad, but you've got to be seen to be wanting to learn all yeah. the time and... Yes, yeah, it's, it's a long so road, it, and there's a lot of responsibility on the parents as well. Is it as much about attitude than it is about ability as well? Then probably more attitude, really. Yeah, because ability, you ability, you can only. I mean, like, say for example, I'm I had decent speed in my prime, quite good sharp speed. Um, I was never going to be as fast as Bell or Walker. Mm. I, mean, I was never going to blow by people like that. Never, yeah. it's not going to happen. I beat you over first five and get the pass off and get shot off. Um, I got good feet. That, that is something that you can't just train that it's something because I worked a lot in the street with my friends and it can, came naturally to me T- crap in the air v- terrible tackling mm, I can nick the ball for you but slide tackling and stuff wasn't really my forte so there's certain things but you can like actually I can be a learned behaviour I mean, so you can kind of adapt new things new qualities yeah. you might reread new books you might have met other pros and you can pick things up but it's because there's, there's only so much you can have in terms of ability and some of you got um, things, um, stronger attributes than others. But attitude, you can't. I remember, I'll give you a little anecdote. Was that, um, I was talking about this the other day on one of these channels. I was on, I don't really want to plug them because I don't want to plug too many things, you know? That's all right, it's cool, man. Cool, so we, I was on this TV channel the other day, um, on Friday. I was just going, and um, 
they asked me a question I was talking about Jermaine Pennant and Stephen Sidwell and, I was, and, and Jermaine Pennant in that group probably the most naturally gifted one at that time mm. Steven, this, this just just to clarify this is the, the, the team on the youth cup back to back back to back we went back to back like Drake said yeah <laughs> we, we, we were the real deal like we were that was we got memories it's memories sad it's sad it's sad now, it's, and a lot of those boys went on to have great careers do you know what I mean and, and not just great careers careers Pennant, in the game Pennant didn't know did he really Pennant, he didn't what well he didn't go on to have a, a, a great career no he did he did really yeah well he was heralded at like 2 million pound 15 year old kid did he what do you mean Pennant 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 what did he do signed from Derby to Arsenal Notts County not he scared. really doesn't care about. I don't. I don't. But please carry on. Yeah. <laughs> so David Jermaine Pennant for example, he was the most gifted. He got bought back for two million pounds from Notts County at fifteen years old. Right. Yeah, I think that broke the record at the time. Naturally gifted boy, Stephen Sidwell, not naturally gifted in that sense, ball player, but would run through walls. Okay. Mm. But he had a great attitude. He was punctual, manageable. He was a very plausible young boy. Pennant. Not the most punctual. Comes in, his trainers is like, uh, you know, the tongues of the Reebok classes is hanging out. Got a bit of egg McMuffin on his tub. He's just, <laughs> his ears, you know, he's rolling through. He's got his earrings. He's bouncing through. Street. Right. He's more street kid. Yeah. And I could acknowledge that because I was from the street myself. But he came through rolling. I mean, Pennant, he's my boy. I mean, I saw him, I saw him last year in Bangladesh. I wanted to see him in his hotel room because I was playing like an Asian Champions League game. But, so what my point is, Steven Sidwell I remember Liam Brady he was academy director at the time he walked in and Pennant had like this, yeah like, literally had an Egg McMuffin dripping on his top and he was late and, and he said hey what are you doing he goes you've got to sort yourself out basically and he said look at him he hasn't got half your ability but he's on time he's this 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 and he was basically saying that will take you a long way in the game yeah. and who's had the most consistent career Steven Sidwell yeah of course yeah. and shout out to Steven Sidwell lovely guy still the same humble guy lovely family same missus that he had back then he's got now I think he's got three or four lovely kids he's just had a great career for teams he's played for the money he's made investments he's made amazing Pennant had a great career I mean Champions League final and stuff and did he play in Champions League final did he? yeah he did well for Arsenal Ah, for like Liverpool, it. Uh, really? oh, he played for Liverpool. Maybe he did have a good career. Then I don't know. I, I, I don't like it. I don't. I don't like. You talked a lot about Arsenal in the last five minutes. You got it started in the beginning. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you made it okay. Can we bring us back from Tottenham for a second? Cool. All right, final thing, right? Uh, Ledley King. Ah, oh, legend. Go, Ledley King. <laughs> Ledley King. Ledley King. What? So you, you was around the time where he was. He was kind of the, the injuries weren't a massive issue. Listen, listen, let me tell you something now. Go on. Ledley King. Ledley King is the yeah, he's the best. I think he's the best centre half I played with. Unbelievable. I, I played some. Actually, I played. I was at Arsenal when there was some greats like the Adams and Saul Campbell. That. Stop doing that. But like, for me, yeah, Ledley King, yeah, first class, like world class defender. He's outstanding. Mm. Outstanding with the ball, without the ball, fast, calm, two footed, could play central midfield, humble, so nice. Mm. He's a lovely, lovely person, and he didn't get the true. It's funny because the true plaudits that he should get, he never really got obviously because he wasn't winning the league or nothing. He never went on to play for one of the big clubs at that time. Um, no, no disrespect, Spurs, but one of the bigger yeah, top four clubs yeah, at yeah. the time. And Legend, he's a ledge, that yeah. boy. That guy, what a football player. 
Mate, Rowan, thank you so much, mate. Thank you for coming. You're down. welcome, my brother. It's been a great podcast. And, and Ricky, big up yourself. Rowan, mate, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. It's, been, it's been fucking great. What well, have you enjoyed? Just the, the kind of the, the insight of you bouncing around the countries and having to kind of just get involved with, like, wherever your career has taken you to, you just got to put yourself in that situation. And I didn't really understand that when you get paid a certain amount of money and you mm. live to that lifestyle, mm. as other Premier League players do, mm. and then you have to kind of almost protect your assets wherever you go, the decisions you make, you don't really think about that as a... Fascinating, isn't as it? A, as a guy so, you, so what you've basically learned is you don't need to think more. No, or, or you, uh, yeah, maybe yeah, 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 yeah. Think more about the plight of a professional footballer and not just about Spurs winning all the time. Yeah. yeah. Before we go, because footballers are humans too. Exactly. You look. I understand that and not slate us all the time. We try to be positive on the yeah. pod. But before before we go, make sure you check out my podcast, yep. the Rowan Ricketts Show. Yeah. I'm gonna be giving you a real insight into what's really going on in the football world. And some of my journeys, one hundred percent. And and as this 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 carries on, uh, the more stuff you do, Rowan, we're we're going to push it further because uh, you've given us your time, and we're great, really grateful for that. Yeah, I'm part of the Ball Street family. Well, yeah, and the Fighting Cock family, and the Fighting Cock. Love, love them, guys. Thank you, mate. Cheers, Bless man. Well, that was interesting, wasn't it, Rick? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was great stuff. He's a nice guy, Rowan. You brought a senorita down with him. Yeah, she's a very uh, attractive lady. Uh, <laughs> we've got some questions we thought we'd do these on our own because um, I think uh, Rome was pushed for time um, we've got one from Reddit he says Anthony Nice Reddit he says in light of Wanyama's recent quote about Pochettino, Pochettino feeling like a father finger, figure <laughs> <laughs> father finger that didn't happen to me who, who in our squad would be the most natural and most awkward if they called Poch daddy in training? You know, have you ever had that thing where you, where you was at school and obviously the, the relationship you have with your teacher is in terms of how you hold them in your head, if they're female, you, you, you can quite easily call them mum. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever called one of your teacher's mum? Yeah, I've, call, I've called a teacher <laughs> mum. Uh, what was the reaction like from... From uh, your fellow pupils, <laughs> I don't know. It was just laughter. But, but like you were saying, like you have uh, teachers that do become father figures. Yeah. Like you, you play in the football team week in week out, playing the rugby team week in week out, and and they do become that. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's 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 difficult, man, because. <laughs> Yeah, you, you don't want to be calling them mum and dad. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, you, it's it's awkward because yeah. you, you you do get into like this weird relationship with them, <laughs> and like uh, you know, that, uh, like a mother 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 <laughs> son relationship. Yeah, and you, and, you, and you chat to them about normal shit. What, what, when you're talking about this, who's, who's the teacher you're thinking about? Oh, there, there was a. I've got a couple actually. Um, Mine's Mrs. Miwatanga. Yeah. Yeah, Nigerian lady, lovely. Yeah. She was like a mum as well. I had. Uh, let me see now. Miss Dunderdale, she 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 was she was <laughs> she was sound. And uh, Miss Stone, like Miss Stone in secondary school, she you know she, she knew I liked to fuck around and stuff like that. And like I'd get sent out of class quite often, and I'd just go and see wherever she was, <laughs> and then I'd just go and chat to her, shoot the breeze with her. Were and there any be, any teachers you found really attractive? Yeah, there was actually. I had a couple of teachers that were that were very attractive. Fuck knows where they are now. Well, they I had Mrs. Sadler. Mrs. Sadler was the most gorgeous 
gorgeous woman. When you're 15 and yeah. you're full of hormones, it doesn't take much to get the your, your loins stirred. No, I can imagine. And uh, Mrs. Sadler was 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 amazing. Actually, one one time, um, she she got groped up in a class. Fuck. Yeah, it was That's grim. Bad. Yeah, that was bad. It was bad. And uh, me and my stepbrother and one other kid were the only ones that didn't get involved in groping. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. Groping her up, and uh, uh, yeah, they everyone had letters sent home, and I had to take the letter sent home saying this is what had happened in my class. And uh, I went back to my dad, and I was like, "Dad, he was in the bath. The slug was out." <laughs> and uh, I, I was <laughs> saying to him, "I didn't do this. I've got to give you this letter, but I didn't do this. This is not something that I would do." And he was just like, "Yeah, yeah, that's fine, that's fine. I, I agree. You know, this isn't something you do. I haven't, I've raised you right, kind of thing." But um, we couldn't have. But a few kids got suspended, but we didn't have a tutor group in 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 our in our classroom for about a year. We had to have it out in the hallway. Because some pricks felt up Miss Sadler, she yeah. was really, really, really attractive. Though I've, I, there's a there is yeah I, I, I probably shouldn't go into this on the podcast. All right, so fair I, enough. I, I so, so the question was, uh, father, who in our squad would be the most natural and most awkward if they had to call Potch Daddy in training? I think Vatongan uh, or Aravald, if, if if they had to call Potch, if they said Potch Dad, you called him Dad, that would be. A, for, for me, uh, I think uh, it'd be an issue for Dyer. Mm. He's he's got that stony kind of uh, look and feel to him as to say, well, I, I I'm not going to call him dad. I'm not going to call him dad. And Potts he's got that kind of hard man uh, reputation. And... It says, it says Eric. And, uh, yeah, yes, dad. Like, <laughs> yes, that, dad. It says it under his breath. And then you've got like someone like Lamella, who who, who no doubt would be like, Daddy, <laughs> Daddy, Dad, <laughs> Dad, Dad. I want some rusks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Daniel Bolden, Facebook, he says, does Ricky have any bright ideas for getting a sofa that's too wide out the front door? I'm sure if the window is an option as I'm on the first floor flat, what would you do in that instance? Fucking hell, man. Like, first of all, like, I know it's saying, you know, retrospectively, first of all, you should have measured, mate. You, you yeah. really should have measured. If... Yeah, but it's in. Yeah. How's it getting? Yeah, I know. But, I mean... First, the, the the only thing like because it's too small for the door, the only choice you have is if you can take the wooden frames off the door and squeeze it in that way. Do your measurements, see see if you can you know you can steal a few inches, um, get it in that way. But other than that, you gotta send it back, mate. It unless you kind of I don't know how you're gonna get it. For, you pop the windows in the first floor, get some rope. Uh, and fucking pray that I've, you can I've, drag heard, it up. I've heard your mum say that before. What? Steal a few inches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does say that quite often, actually. <laughs> uh, I, I think just smash the sofa up. So, smash the uh, saw it in half. Set set fire to it in your front room. Yeah, just stick it on Gumtree. Whatever you get, buy a new sofa, smaller one. What? Yeah, just cut cut it in half and see how much you get in, <laughs> in Gumtree. All right, final question for the Fighting Cop podcast this week. He says, you have a Gillette razor. This is Xander. That was Daniel Bolden on Facebook, if I haven't said already. Xander, um, 1982. Why you got your phone out? Uh, because there's uh, only two of us on the pod. No, what? no, no. There's there's another question that came in. That All right, you, you want to ask? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you have a Gillette razor, and you were dressed in just your pants, which is normal attire for you. I've seen it. Uh, what is the largest animal you could pin down to the floor and shave? Fucking hell, man! The thing is, it's not even about the largest animal. It's also about the the, the smallest. So like if you had like a, if you had like a hamster, 
shaving hamster would be difficult because you can't get hold of them. They'll be biting your fingers. It'd be fucking horrible. So you need something where you could guard the mouth and still pin down. So like some sort of chihuahua. Or, cat. or a Westie. No, a cat will fuck your shit up. Yeah, I know. A cat, a cat will like flip round with his fucking razor claws, talons, the fucking mark of the devil cats. They don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> I had two cats this... this, this I moved into my mum's and I had two cats to look after. Uh, my mum left left because I I was there. And, and uh, you couldn't go into your house. And yeah, I couldn't... What do you mean? <laughs> because the cats would just fuck you up. No, no. It weren't like that. They were two good little cats. They were nice little cats. But after about two months, they just decided to fuck off. They left me. Like, I had two cats in that house, and it was good because I was on my own for a long time, and uh, and, and I'm still on my own to, to most of the time. And I had these cats to take care of me, and then after about two months, they were just like, you know what, you're a fucking shit dad. I'm well, like, what, they just they, they they literally left. not come back? No, they, they left, they're, they're milling around the area. That's fucking I, I occasionally man. get messages from neighbors because I left my number, like saying, have you seen these two cats? I get messages from the neighbours saying, "Yeah, we've, we've we've seen them. Do you want them?" I was like, "I do want them. I do. I want them to come back and and like grace me with their presence for a bit." But they it's not interested. They're just fucked off. And do you know what the, the biggest harsh, the biggest fuckery is, Rick? Right at the end of end at the end of the summer, I was walking around, going to the off license to not buy cat food but buy beer probably, and they're both sitting there on the road. They hated each other when they lived in my flat, but now they're best mates. Now they're, 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 they're sitting together mugging me off. They're sitting on the wall at the end of the road and they're going, do you remember Flav? Well, they wouldn't call me Flav, it's just a Gary, <laughs> Gary or, or Uncle Gary. Do you remember him? What a prick. That's why we moved out. We did a great job by moving out, didn't we? I hope you both get run over by a bus. Pricks. Do, do you think like do you think they like looked at each other and go here comes Nancy? Yeah, here he comes. What no? Hang on. What am I saying? Yeah, for yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I never nonce the cat. Yeah, like. I know, but that, that's probably what they referred to. Do you reckon that's what they, why they left because of yeah. the nonsense? <laughs> uh, there was absolutely zero nonsense in my flat. Right, last question. Right, and obviously, so hang on. What, what's the largest animal you could do? Oh, largest out of fucking hell, man. Like I keep going back to like oh like I shave try, it try and try and step it up and go with badger but badgers no, are badger, fucking ginormous badgers man. Cool. you need a do- you need a big docile animal like a Labrador I reckon you could pin down a Labrador and get him to accept the fact that he'd be, but the long hair would would be problematic with a big razor a big razor or is it Gillette 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 so I'm gonna have to the largest fucking hell man um I I'd have to try and chance it and go with a cat. Yeah, look, I, th- I think I could do it. I'm gonna, pr- I'm gonna prove it. <laughs> prove it. We'll, we'll send the video out. It'd be cut. Be... There's nothing humane about that. We're, we're never gonna send that video out. Don't, don't prove it. Don't no, prove it. No. All right. What's the question? Uh, question: Would you give a hand job to a horse if it meant that Spurs would retain Pochettino for the duration of his managerial career? You may not wear gloves, and you must finish the horse off on your own chest. This will not be filmed for anyone to see, but every member of the fighting cock must be present to witness this, as well as Mauricio Pochettino. <laughs> see, I was all okay with all of that stuff. Because the kind of thing, Pochettino would have to be, be brought there under duress. There's no way he'd just turn up. So, yes, I would still do it. I, so I mean, I'd the bring com- the, the commentary, this is good. This is good, this yes. Is good. Yes, good. Um, me gusta una cerveza, por favor. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, obviously, obviously. I'd, I'd, really? I'd, 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 yeah, I'd smash the horse up in, uh, you know, masturbatory levels of smashing the horse up. And I'd be worried about the hose-like effect on yeah, my chest. Yeah, there'd be, there'd be a lot of jizz, man. Yeah, a lot of jizz. Too much. What do you think? Too much for one man. I don't know if it's too much for one man. I mean, I think I'd be able to cope. I'm not going to drown, I'm not gonna drown in horse jizz. And once you've wiped it all off and, 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 and found some sort of equilibrium with the fact that this has happened to you, and knowing that there'd be so many Spurs fans out there are happy, I just, do you know what just flashed across my mind? What? The fact that Rowan Ricketts is going to obviously listen, <laughs> has listened to all the sensible podcasting we've just done and then we've we've said, you know, I go, you know, hope you have a good evening and we've dealt with this, the, these big problems on the fighting cock and he's going to think, well, what the fuck have I just got involved with? <laughs> it's the fighting cock, so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we've, got, we've got to keep it real. I'd so yeah, I would, I would, I'd let, I'd let the horse nut all over my chest. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate, that's, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just tough. It, do you know what? If, if it was, if the question was posed differently, as to say, uh, winning the league, something, some, something to that effect, then yeah, I've got no problems. But like, just him being the manager mm. and I just you know just not not winning anything f- floating around I, d- I don't know if I could yeah but it's what he's done so far yeah I know well, yeah, it, so, I'll tell you what so, so his merit in so far has has uh, awarded a uh, a horse jizzing on your chest yeah exactly <laughs> I mean that, that's I'd be willing to accept it that would have been an acceptable thing to happen um, listen <laughs> we can't oh. actually um Decide whether or not we we uh, we think this is a good idea. We, me and Rick, think it's a good idea. But obviously, those that listen to us and are on Twitter, tweet us at Love the Shirt. Yes for nut, no for nut, uh, and, and we'll 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 count them up. Yeah. And actually, you know what? No, what'd be funnier? Actually, forget tweeting at Love the Shirt. Tweet at Bardy TFC. Yes for nut, no for nut, uh, and uh, don't explain. And when he replies, don't explain it either. Just. <laughs> Just yes or nut, no for nut, and the likelihood is it will listen to this a lot later than you. So anyone who's who's, who's listening to this now, right now, get your phone out, tweet at Bardi TFC yes for nut, no for nut, and uh, let's just see where this goes. It's a positive, positive thing, Rick. Do you know the last to it. the last ten minutes of this 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 podcast has been my favourite yeah. of all time. Yeah. I think we, me and you, should do more. Po- well, basically, we could do a special pod where we just answer questions like this. I have nothing to do with Tottenham, really. You add, add add caveats of Tottenham into it if you want. Yeah, but we'll get pissed and uh, answer these silly questions. Yeah, I'm I'm bang up for that. You're down. Yeah. Okay, this has been the Fighting Cop podcast. Uh, remember to follow us at Love the Shirt. Download the podcast. Search. They probably know this already, but the Fighting Cock. Um, we're on Audio Boom for those on Android. Um, I see it. We're working. Actually, the we're working on a new fanzine. Yep. Fanzine six. That's happening. Um, t-shirt. No. Yeah, we're working on some new t-shirts. We're working on everything. Yeah, we're working on everything. We're, we're working our way into your mums. <laughs> like, like dirty little worms. Itch, inching their way to your mum's vagina. All right, this is... Oh, fucking hell, man. I hope Rowan Ricketts doesn't listen to this part of the pod. This has been the Fighting Cop Podcast. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.
Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.